Hello, I'm Marie Williamson. Today, we're going to step in the garden and talk about Community Supported Agriculture, or CSAs, with our friend Nicole Neubauer of Neubauer Farms. joining us Nicole we're super excited to connect I know that you're uh, always on the go busy with the farm so uh, to steal a few minutes of your time uh, sometimes when mother nature gives us a little snow we get to have some good times <laughs> with the farmers because uh, we we can trap them uh, on the phone for a few minutes so thank you again so today we're going to talk about community supported agriculture, CSAs, the opportunity to, to work with your local producer and have some farm fresh food. So Nicole, can you explain uh, what is a, what's a CSA? Absolutely. So first off, thank you so much, Larie, for the opportunity to, to share a little bit about uh, CSAs from our perspective here on our farm. It's something that's very near and dear to my heart. And uh, we've been, we started our first CSA in 2013, and it's kind of grown, adapted and evolved over time. And really, that's the beauty of a CSA is if you, if you were to go to four or five different CSA farms. CSA originated in the, in the U.S. in North America, and Robin Van N was the founder of the um, uh, CSA of North America. And she published a book back in 1988 um, to, and distributed, and, and the book was called The Basic Formula to Create Community-Supported Agriculture. So a, a pioneer in the movement, she was a little bit ahead of her time in that she's seen where there was a growing urban-rural divide, this disconnect between the producers, the grower of the food, and the consumers who, who are the beneficiaries of said food. So in her book, she describes a CSA as a simple formula that basically brings producers plus consumers together, plus creates an annual commitment to one another, which results in a CSA. So the essence of that relationship is, is built on that mutual commitment. So the farms feed the people and the people support the farm. And with that relationship, there's a share of the risks, which, you know, we see those risks all the time dealing with mother nature. My garden is, uh, is firmly buried under about six inches of snow right now, which poses certain challenges. But then ultimately then that community of producers and growers and uh, consumers come together and they share in the bounty, which is, is kind of a lovely opportunity to form relationship and to really make that connection back with the land and the food that feeds us. Um, so a CSA program really enhances <clears throat> that connection with less than 2% of our population actively working in the act of growing food. Um, lots of folks are really curious. They want to know where their food comes from. They want to know what's in the food. Um, you know, so, so many questions that remain unanswered um, that big agriculture doesn't necessarily have the opportunity to develop those inroads with a consumer. Nicole, you started the, the, uh, the program in 2013 on your farm. What have you seen? Um, so the 
past through the past number of years, have you seen an increase in the number of uh, well, you know, consumers or community members that want to be a part of, of what you're doing? Is that I would imagine that you have. <laughs> yes, there there definitely has been a, a real influx of um, interest and, and demand as time has gone on. And the interesting curveball that we've had thrown at us because of the global pandemic um, is that people have a real interest in food supply and food security, maybe more now than ever before. And so we have seen a lot more interest over time. Um, that whole buy local, support local, keep your, keep your dollars in the community. Um, people are really taking that to heart. And, uh, and ultimately that um, understanding that, you know, you vote with your dollar what you buy, you will get more of. And so CSA has been a real beneficiary of that. Um, ourselves, we actually, um, when we initially started our CSA, we had over 40 subscribers, which was a huge task um, managing. We had half shares and full shares. And uh, we actually have, have lowered that to about half um, just simply because we we took on a we expanded our farming operation significantly in 2017, and so to be able to deliver a good quality product, we find that about 20 shareholders is optimum for us. Uh, because of the pandemic, we used to have uh, on-farm pickup options for folks uh, to maintain safety of everyone. We started a delivery-only model last year, and that has been really well received. And we've we've got a new demographic graphic of, you know, busy working families who maybe don't have the time to come out and pick up at the farm, but they sure appreciate having a cooler filled with uh, farm fresh fare when they come home from work. So we kind of, we were hesitant to do that at first because we wanted people visiting. We wanted them to tour the garden and really gain that firsthand appreciation of the food growing and where it comes from. Um, but the, the modern day reality is that folks love efficiency and they love to just come home and have it there waiting for them. And it's a little bit like a, like a surprise basket because uh, we don't often know ourselves until we go out and harvest what the volume and variety is going to be until we formulated the uh, share for that week. So, so yeah, those are some of the changes. Uh, we have a new interest. Um, CSA can have a couple of different modes where you're just a, a pure subscriber, but you don't invest any sweat equity in the farm. Um, that's been kind of our mainstay over the years. But this year, we're actually going to have a couple of uh, socially distanced weed, you know, weed work nights uh, where people can just come out, enjoy the farm, pick some, pick some of the weeds, um, monitor the crops. And we have a, a certain number of people that want to do that if maybe for no other reason, just for a change of scenery and a chance to get out of the city. So, so yeah, we, we, um, we bend, we go with the ebb and the flow of what's happening with society and try and be accommodating because uh, you can't ever just do things one way uh, and expect that, that that's going to work because our world constantly changes. So we change and adapt, adapt to uh, accommodate for that. Sounds like farming. <laughs> it is a lot like farming. <laughs> exactly. So, so when the, uh, so members, so if I want it to be a member, is it a subscription? Is it something that you sell out ahead of, you know, sort of pre season and you have all of your members and you're fully subscribed. And then that's, you know, again, you share the risk if you and the bounty and, and, and uh, that's sort of your fully, that's the model, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. 
Yes, you know, it, it's lovely because it is such a, a stable group of individuals. The turnover is minimal. So we've, we've had uh, a, a percentage of our subscribers have been in since day one. I would say that's about half of what we're currently at. Um, and so with, with only doing 20 shares a year, we would have at least 15 that sign up again, and then we easily uh, replace those five with, with additional folks. Um, we don't advertise it a ton because, you know, we, we kind of already know that we can count on those same subscribers year in and year out. They they love the food. They love the service. We, we do a, a mid-year um, survey, and then we also do another survey at the end. And, you know, we're asking about, you know, quality of produce, quantity of produce, um, if there's something they'd, you know, love to see added, uh, what they'd like more of, what they'd like less of, and, and so we, we take that critique and that advice and, and try and incorporate changes. Um, everyone gets the same thing every week. It's not like we uh, change the volume of specific items, but essentially we know we're doing a good job because most people are saying that um, either the amount of produce is just right or too much. So we'd always like to err on the side of caution and have have people uh, maybe giving some away to their to their neighbors if they need to. Um, zucchini season probably does that more often than not. The you know anonymous <laughs> zucchini dump because <laughs> they are yeah very exactly. But, but the the yeah. beauty of CSA in comparison to other you know farming operations is that we also are you know conventional farmers we we grow grains oil seeds and and have beef cattle um for us all of our inputs all of our initial expenses are are upfront and payable upon receipt in the spring uh before the crop even emerges out of the ground and then you know we we plant our hopes and dreams on that crop and by the time it's harvested and in the bin and you know we never count our chickens before they're hatched in agriculture so really it's not until the check is in the bank that we that we receive the income to cover those inputs and uh, with hopefully a little bit left over to spare in the end where the CSA model is beautiful and it, it's it's different is that our subscribers uh, will advertise uh, our availability and open our applications up in February. At that point in time, we ask for a, a 50% deposit of intent, and folks gladly put that down. And then by May 1st, we ask for the balance, the remaining uh, total to be paid in full, at which time um, we have all of all of our income is is already accounted for at the beginning of May, and so we can easily cover all of our our seed and um, tools and expenses are are covered initially by that first deposit made by the CSA members. And so, what's lovely about that is that you know again it shares the risk and it um, doesn't make the financial outlay for the farmer um, so high risk and so great. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, I do know that, um, you know, as, as we as AgriLife, we get to travel and, and meet and go to a lot of farms. And I do know those, um, you know, farms that have an opportunity for, um, you know, consumers to buy and become shareholders, really, of the garden. Um, they do so well because it is such an amazing opportunity for both, as you had said, Nicole, for the producer and the consumer to come together to enjoy that fresh local farm food uh, and learn where food comes from. Um, and I love that you're doing the, the weed parties, um, <laughs> which is it's a great way to get people to understand, oh, yeah, there are weeds and, and uh, the, the reality of, of growing food, uh, which is, you know, sometimes it's easy to forget that when it is delivered to our door, right? Uh, the hard work if that goes you, into it. Yes. So. 
you're you're so yeah. right, and um, certainly our our CSA program was kind of born out of that whole piece of agriculture education, and we do the ag ed program here at the farm, and it's valuable for folks to understand that well, you know, organic and and you know natural is best and and everything they they need to fully appreciate the additional labor and how labor intensive it is and how there's such an increased risk um to farming that way and what our CSA does when we have folks come to the farm and they they see the weeds and you know they might be really disappointed when they show up and I said we're having a weed party <laughs> <laughs> they might have a different idea than I do of what we're doing, but but uh, what what happens is they they get that connection. They see how prolifically the weeds develop. They you know grow tired and weary of uh, picking uh, potato beetles off of the potatoes, um, and they can appreciate why farmers turn to science and and technology to farm efficiently. Because ultimately, while a CSA is a beautiful community asset and an opportunity to uh, connect folks with the origins of their food. A CSA in reality, you know, even if every farmer did a CSA, a CSA isn't going to feed over 9 billion people by 2050. So, you know, there's a there's a, a lot of players that it takes to grow food, and CSAs are, you know, one way to grow food, but it's a beautiful opportunity for people to connect and fully appreciate the very complex and dynamic food system. Yeah, love it. I love it. So, so, Nicole, if someone was interested in learning more about CSAs or CSAs that are in their, available in their area, um, do you have any suggestions on where they could uh, source that information? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the World Wide Web, certainly the Internet, is, is a great place to start. Uh, basically, what I would do is just do a, a Google search. If you're in the Edmonton area or Calgary area, you can just type in Calgary Community Supported Agriculture, and a list of producers will uh, jump up on your screen. There's also a, a section in the um, Government of Alberta in the um, Agriculture and Forestry section. There's a section there where you can find out about CSAs. Um, the other thing to do is just, just ask around if you frequent farmers markets at all uh, because of the need for, for diversity and getting their products to market. It's not uncommon for CSA growers to also uh, have market gardens and they go to farmers markets. So if you're at a farmers market, certainly ask if they have a CSA. Um, Facebook is another good place to search. They kind of are, they're popping up all over the place. There's some really big players um, throughout Alberta, but there's uh, smaller producers as well. And, and uh, if people are looking for that intimate connection with the farmer and the food they grow, uh, sometimes smaller is better. And so I would just encourage a, a Google search and, and ask around and, and travel to some farmer's markets and ask those farmers because if they're not doing it, they may well know someone who is. That, that's great advice. So, well, Nicole, we thank you so much for taking the time uh, to to walk us through the um, the idea and what a what a CSA is, and get. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people excited and and looking it up uh, to see where where in their area and how they can get involved. So, we wish you the best of the growing season, and uh, again, we thank you so much for taking time to to visit with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it, Larice. <laughs> 